اعوذبلاشیطانجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ان تبدالصدقاتی فنیمہ و ان تفوحا و تفکرا فہو خیر القم و یوکفر انکم من سیاتکم و اللہ بماتامون خبیر If you give alms openly, it is well and good. But if you conceal them and give them to the poor, it is better for you. And he will remove from you many of your sins. And Allah is aware of what you do. In commentary of this verse, particularly the words of uh, Allah Ta'ala will remove from you many of your sins. Hazrat Muslim one who explains that yaha yukaffiru lakum nahi farmaya balki yukaffiru ankum farmaya hai kyunki insani guna do qisam ke hote hain ek insaan ke aur ek khuda ke khuda apne guna to maaf kar deta hai magar bandon ke nahi kyunki isme inke maafi ki shart hoti hai goya bataya ke jab tum gareebon ki kamzoriyon aur aibon ko chupaoge اور ایسا طریقہ اختیار کرو گے کہ لوگوں پر ان کی کمزوری ظاہر نہ ہو تو اللہ تعالیٰ بھی تمہاری بعض بدیوں کو مٹا دے گا یعنی خدا تعالیٰ کی ذات کے متعلق جو گناہ ہوں گے وہ انہیں معاف کر دے گا یہ ایکسپلینس دیٹ ہیئر اللہ تعالیٰ سیز یو کا فیرو انکم دیٹ اللہ تعالیٰ وہ رموو فرام یو سم دا سنز اور دا کانسیکوینسز آف یور ایکشنز ایکسپلینس دیٹ سنز آر ایف ٹو کیٹیگوریز ون از the sins that a person commits against his fellow being and ones that he commits against Allah Almighty. Allah Ta'ala forgives the sins that a person commits against himself, but he does not forgive the sins that a person commits against his fellow man. Because there are conditions on the forgiveness of the sins that we f- uh, commit against our fellow man. However, we are told here that if a person gives to the poor and covers the weaknesses of others um, and uh, keeps his charity in secret, then Allah Ta'ala will also keep his weaknesses a secret and that action will be a means of him being forgiven of the sins that he has committed against Allah Almighty. Now this point on the sins that we commit against our fellow man not being forgiven, this is a principle that has practical application in life as well and where we see people getting lost on this point we see their behavior deviate from common sense so among Christians we see this concept of forgiveness as being hugely emphasized that we are sinful in our nature that all of us are evil but it is the mercy of God that he forgives us but then they take it too far many times they do something wrong and then they say that since God is forgiving therefore we shouldn't hold it against that person Now this is being used by politicians as well. It's, being, it's used by pastors who are guilty of all sorts of heinous crimes like rape or molesting children and all sorts of other things. They lie and they deceive. And then when they are caught with that lying and deception, then they say that I have repented and since God is forgiving and since you hope that God will forgive you, therefore it is wrong to hold it against me, to hold me accountable for the consequences of my actions. So this is a line of thought that is popularized, I think, more among Christians, but it also finds its way among Muslims as well. That some Muslims, when they do the same types of things, when their embarrassments become known in the public, then they make a display of tawbah, and then after that, they say that it is wrong to now hold this sin or hold this fault against this individual. They're given a certificate that now this person's tawbah has fulfilled all the 
um, prerequisites that the Sharia has set out. So this is an absurdity that the Islam refutes, that Islam does not allow us according to its scriptures to fall into. Because the sins that we commit against our fellow man, they come under the category of a crime. They are not just a sin, but they are a crime in the worldly sense of the word. So the question that we always have to ask ourselves is that when we do something wrong, who is the victim of that wrong action? If the victim we can say from one interpretation is Allah Almighty, then it is purely a sin. It is a crime against Allah Ta'ala, but it is not a crime in the material sense of the word. And so there Allah Ta'ala can choose to forgive us or He can choose not to forgive us. There is no zulm that is done against anybody else for the forgiveness of that wrong. But when the victim is another human being, then it is unjust to forgive someone for that crime that they committed because it is not just a sin anymore, it is a crime. So this is something that we see happen in many situations in daily life. Now one example of how people confuse the difference between a sin and a crime happens in family life. For example, there is someone who is living with his parents and he is living with his wife as well. So his parents do a wrong against him, they do a zulm against him. Now what Islam has taught is that we should be lean, we, sh we should forgive all the mistakes that our parents make to the point that we don't even say oof to them. So it is our religious responsibility that if our parents do a zulm against us, even though we have a basic right and a legal right to take retribution and to stand for our rights, but it is a noble deed for us to sacrifice, for us to forgive. The reason it is noble in that situation to forgive is because we are the only victim. If I am the only victim of that crime, then it is within my right to forgive it. It is a sin against me, it is not a crime against anyone else. So for me to forgive it does not impede on anybody else's rights. But if my parents commit a wrong against my spouse, against my wife, or against my husband, or against my children, so now we have to ask ourselves, who is the victim here? Am I the victim or is someone else the victim? So in this situation, for me to forgive a wrong that my parents did on behalf of someone else, that is something that is impermissible. It is not within my own right. And this is a lesson that Allah Ta'ala teaches us Himself. He says that if even Allah Ta'ala doesn't forgive the sins that we commit against another human being, because now it comes under the category of a crime. It is no longer a victimless crime, there is a victim there. And it, is, it would be a zulm for Allah Ta'ala to do that. So also it is a zulm for us to do it as, as well. For us to forgive our parents for doing a zulm against our wife or our husband or our children is not a good deed, that is a zulm against, that is, that is a wrong that we have done ourselves. So this is a confusion that arises in many people's minds because of not understanding who the victim is in the scenario and the concept of forgiveness and the right of forgiveness. So this is what Allah Ta'ala has taught us in this principle. Allah Ta'ala says that I will forgive you, I can forgive you of the sins that you commit against myself. But the sins you commit against your fellow man, there, there are conditions that have to be fulfilled before it can be forgiven. That person has to forgive you. That person has to absolve responsibility of the crime that you committed against them. That person needs to be given recompense and justice has to be done. So when this principle is taught, then we can see with clarity how it applies in our normal family situations. A person imagines that it is a righteous deed for me to forgive my parents, and it is a righteous deed. But when he misapplies it, then he no longer does a righteous deed, but he does an evil deed. So from this perspective, each one of us should remember and be clear that if we are in that situation, where, for example, a man is living in a joint family, where he has to resolve at times a conflict between his mother and his wife, 
So we should have a clear idea of what justice is from that perspective and what an injustice is. And where a wrong is committed by his wife against his mother, then it is his responsibility to stand for the rights of his mother. It is not a good deed to just obey his wife in everything. And where his mother or his father have wronged his wife, there it is no righteousness to forgive his parents on behalf of his wife. He has no right to do that. He is in no position to do that. To forgive his parents on behalf of his children. There it is his responsibility to stand for the rights of his wife and his children. This applies to the, this, this is the same as any case applies with a Qazi. In this situation, a husband, where he, there are two disputants within his own home, as the Qawam in that situation, he is the Qazi. And the Qazi has to decide with justice. Imagine if a Qazi had to decide a case where his mother, for God forbid, had stolen money from somebody else. And that case was brought before him. And the claimant, the plaintiff and the defendant in front of him, the plaintiff was, a, was, was some ordinary person and the defendant was his own mother. Nobody would ever consider it a righteous deed for that Qazi being in a position of a judge to decide in favor of the defendant just because it is his mother and it is his responsibility to forgive faults that his mother does and to be kind towards his mother. That Qazi would be a criminal in that case. He would be committing an injustice because where he stands in the position of deciding between two disputing parties, he's responsible to do justice. As Allah Ta'ala says that stand by justice even if you have to bear witness against your own parents. So whether a Qazi is sitting in a courtroom or he is fulfilling the responsibility of being the Qawam within his own house, when a dispute arises within his household, then he is required according to Islam to stand by justice even if he has to give testimony against the person who is the most worthy of respect in Islam in his entire life, which is his parents. So this principle of justice that applies to a person as a Qazi applies to a person in all situations in his life and the correct application of forgiveness is a principle that de decides whether a deed or an action is a good deed or an evil deed. Now, Hazur <clears throat> goes on to explain that دوسرے معنی اس کے یہ ہیں کہ خدا تعالیٰ تمہاری بدیوں کے متعلق اپنے پاس سے کفارہ دے دے گا یعنی وہ لوگ جن کے تم نے گناہ کیے ہوں گے اللہ تعالیٰ انہیں اپنے پاس سے صلح دے کر کہے گا کہ یہ ہمارا بندہ ہے ہم تمہیں انعام دے دیتے ہیں تم اس کے گناہ معاف کر دو اس طرح وہ حقوق و لباد سے تعلق رکھنے والے گناہ بھی معاف کرا دے گا کیونکہ جب نیکی ایک خاص حد تک پہنچ جائے تو اللہ تعالیٰ انسان کی طرف سے وکیل ہو کر بندہ سے اس کا گناہ معاف کرا دیتا ہے اور اس کو اپنے پاس سے بدلہ دے دیتا ہے اور اس کے گناہوں کا کفارہ کر دیتا ہے تو ہیئر دیر از اے ڈفرینس بٹوین دا فرگیونس آف دا سنس ایٹ وی کمٹ اگینسٹ اللہ تعالیٰ دے آر فرگیون But the sins that we commit against our fellow man, their kafara is given. This is a distinction here. He says that another meaning of this verse is that a wrongs and the evils that a person commits against his fellow man. If that person is truly righteous and he has reached a level of sincerity in his, in his good deeds, then Allah Ta'ala himself gives the kafara on behalf of that individual. That Uh, he rewards those people and gives those people rewards who this person had wronged so that they forgive this individual. And so as a result of this, those people themselves become willing to forgive the wrongs that were done against this person. So when a person becomes so close to Allah Almighty, then it is as if Allah Almighty becomes his lawyer, his representative, by which Allah Ta'ala seeks to settle his accounts with all those other people. 
Now we see in the lives of all those who are righteous, in the life of the Holy Prophet wasallam as well, how seriously they took the wrongs that they may have even accidentally committed against someone else. It is narrated that towards the end of the life of the Holy Prophet wasallam, he asked his sahaba that is there any wrong that I have done against any of you? Because if there is, then you should take your revenge here and now rather than face me on the day of judgment. And so one of the sahaba took that opportunity to say that one time you accidentally poked me with an arrow. And so the Prophet ﷺ said that you can poke me as well and get your revenge here. He said that I didn't have a shirt on at that time. So the Prophet ﷺ lifted his shirt and said that you can now poke me on my bare skin. And then that Sahabi embraced the Prophet ﷺ and out of the love in his heart he began to kiss the body of the Prophet ﷺ. And he said that, O Prophet of Allah, how can anybody have any claim against you? You are the most just of people. But I just saw this as an opportunity as a, last, as a last opportunity to be able to get close to you and to be able to embrace you and kiss you. So this is the level of caution that the Prophet ﷺ had. And also all of the saints, they also had this. That they were very worried that is there any wrong that I might have done against my fellow man. Because if I have, then I definitely have to give, give account for that because there is a victim in that wrong. If it was intentional or if it was unintentional, that person has a right to justice. So here Allah Ta'ala says that when a person is so sincere in his repentance and in his nearness to Allah Almighty, then Allah Ta'ala Himself fulfills the account for that person. Because of His love for that individual, those people that that person may have mistakenly wronged, Allah Ta'ala says that I will give you rewards. And because of those rewards, that person becomes willing and forgets all of the wrongs that that person may have done against them. And in this way, Allah Ta'ala, out of His infinite mercy, um, settles the accounts of such people. So this is also gives us an idea of the concept of justice that Islam has established and the importance of sticking to these principles of justice.